Are you ready for some word today? You know, I've had this, these words or this phrase, you could, you could say, as, as, uh, as Pooh Bear says, rumbling in my tumbling. <laughs> Been rumbling around inside of me for a couple of weeks now, and I've tried to get away from it, and I should know better than that. Um, but this phrase is, believe what Jesus believes about you. I know it sounds simple, but we must believe what Jesus believes about us. Well, we need to wake up. You got a Bible? Did you bring a Bible with you? You have a phone with the Bible app? Whatever you have to read the Word, let me see it. Show, show me. Show me. Let me see it. Say, this is my Bible. It contains words from God. To me. For me and about me. His word is life. His word is in me. Therefore, the life of God is in me. Today and forever, I will believe what Jesus says and believes about me. I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'm about to receive. The incorruptible, incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. God. And I will never be the same. I will never be the same. I I said I will never be the same. same. In Jesus' name. name. You believe it? Say amen. 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 Now we can have church. All right. If we want to have a fruitful productive life, a flourishing life. It is so important that we believe what Jesus believes about us. You know, did God, let me ask a question. Brother Graham, good to see you. Did God create the apple tree? He did. Is that apple tree confident in its ability to produce apples? Hmm. The apple tree doesn't struggle, doesn't scratch the limbs and say, I don't know. I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can. Mm, there's an apple. Woo, it worked. <laughs> the apple tree has gone from believing it's an tr- uh, uh, apple tree to knowing it's an apple tree. There's nothing wrong with believing, but we must step over from the believing to the knowing. If we sit back and twiddle my thumbs, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I believe I am, I believe I am, I believe I am. It's going to be hard to experience what you say you're believing for. And so you say, you know what? Bless God, I know I'm healed. I know I'm redeemed. I know I'm saved. I know I am these things because I believe. And if I believe, therefore I am. This tree, everything that this apple tree needs to produce is in itself. The apple tree is not dependent on man walking by and encouraging this apple tree. Apple tree, you're looking good today. You are highly favored of the Lord. He, the apple tree is not dependent 
on what your opinion is about it. <laughs> it was created to produce apples regardless of what you think it should do. And you know, growing up, I had some awesome teachers. Not really. <laughs> Who always said, and this is not a woe is me. I'm not the only one in the room. I understand. You'll never do anything. You'll never amount to nothing. Matter of fact, we're going to put you in these classes that, based on your testing scores, show you're not ready to, to go on to these normal, normal classes. Yeah, that was me in grade school. Hi. <laughs> Thank God I had parents that believed in me. Amen? And God created me to do what He wants me to do. He created you to do what He wants you to do, just like the apple tree. It should not be a struggle for us to do what He created us to do in in midst of what the world is saying about us. We have to believe what Jesus believes about us. See, in Genesis 1, throughout creation, and I, I enjoy reading Genesis 1, you're like, well, that's pretty elementary. I could camp out in there for a long time. Everything that God created was to produce after its kind. The seed of the herb-yielding plant was in itself to produce more plants. This apple tree that I've been referencing... The identity of this apple tree is found within itself, not in the world. The news can talk about, actually, the weather can talk about drought. But the apple tree says, I'm an apple tree. He knows who he is because God Almighty but who he is inside of him. See, when he created creation, he didn't make us any different. He said, after its kind, after its kind, after its kind, after its kind. If you're not familiar with this, go back and read the account of creation, Genesis chapter 1. And then he gets to man. Do you think he would have made man different? Because he said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, which means man was created after his kind. <laughs> and your ability to be fruitful is found in him. And he put himself inside of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The seed, we just, we just confess this, that we're about to receive the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The word of God is seed and is designed to produce fruit. And we're going to look at what this fruit is that we are designed to be producing once we get to a place to where we all fully, we all fully 
walk into believing what Jesus believes about us. Let's, uh, and you know, you know God thinks about us a lot. He thinks about us a lot. And I'm going I'm to look at a couple of verses here. Let's look at Jeremiah and 29. God's thoughts about us are what he believes about us. They're not different. His thoughts are his image of us. So what he's thinking about us is how he sees us. What he's thinking about us is what he believes about us. And he told Jeremiah here in 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He's not confused about your future for your life. He's not confused about what he created you to do. He's not confused one bit. He says, for I know. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. What are those plans? They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Does that sound different than if you listen to the news? Does that sound different than what the news is telling you? So I'm going to believe what Jesus believes about me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139 and verse 17 says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. He has beautiful thoughts over each and every one of us. What are those thoughts? Well, thoughts for good. Thoughts for an awesome future and a hope. You're not hopeless. God sees you full of hope. You're not futureless. He sees a bright future, not only now, but forever with him. Now is important, though. You have purpose because he's thinking about us. One, he made us. He made us to produce after his kind. Ooh. Hmm. How do we do that? <laughs> we'll do here in just a minute. John 1 chapter, or John chapter 1 refers, says, in the beginning was the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus is the Word of God. This is important. Jesus is the Word of God. So if Jesus says something about us, it's God believing it too. Okay? John chapter 12, Jesus said, I only say what my Father told me to say. I only say what my Father told me to say. Now if you look all through the book of John, the book of John is probably my favorite book in the entire uh, Bible. I see a lot of what Jesus says the way John wrote. And we're going to look at some of these things here today. And if Jesus said it, that's because the Father told him to say it. 
in a, regarding about us. And then Romans 8.34, if you don't know Romans 8.34, I, I would like to introduce you to Romans 8.34. You can highlight it in your Bible, take a note. But it says, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Jesus, so look at, the, get a picture here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you have this picture of the Word of God praying, interceding for us. Are you seeing this? It's Jesus, yes. But it's the Word. The Word is being spoken over us all the time. The Word is praying for us. The Word is interceding for us. Not a different Word. The Word of God. Amen. So maybe we want to hook our tongue up in agreeing with what the Word is saying about us. Not what the news is saying about us, not what my teachers told me about me, but what did the Lord say about me? Amen. So let's look at uh, Romans 8.37. We're going to put this up on the screens. I want you to put your eyeballs on Romans 8.37. Before I read that, Romans 8.37, Paul's talking about trials, tribulations, persecutions, much a mess. Does that sound like today's picture in, in the world? This, the world is not getting better, but why is the church wigging out and surprised? We have a heads up as to what's coming. But it's not time for the church to get scared. It's not time for the church to be concerned about finances. It's not time for the church to be concerned about who's going to get in the election because they're going to rig it again. It's not time to be concerned with any of it. Jesus said, when you see all these things happening, where do you go? You look up. Because your redemption's drawing nigh. Now it's time to get happy. Now it's time to say, who needs Jesus? Now it's time to say, you want to come to heaven with me? Because it's about to happen. And then let God be God in our life. And he'll provide, just like we heard today. He'll feed 5,000. He'll feed your house of four. If Jesus believes he can, I'm going to believe he can. <laughs> Look what Paul says here in 837. This, so like he just, to preface that word no, he's talking about can all these things separate us? No. Despite all these things, all this mess that's going on in the world, what's that underline say? Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Now, that's what Jesus believes about me. 
That's what Jesus believes about you. And that's what I recommend we believe, that we are always walking in overwhelming victory, regardless of what's going on around us. Because what's going on around us cannot touch us because we are joined to a vine that is not subject to this world. Hallelujah. It is so. We must start truly believing the word of God over man's word and this economic system. Was Jesus subject to the economy of his time? Some of you don't know this. Was Jesus subject to the economy of his day and time? No. When it came time to pay taxes, he didn't wig out. Oh, we have a debt to pay. Woo! And Judas done stole all our money. What are we going to do? He said, boys, go fishing. And, oh, whatever you get out of his mouth, take it and pay mine and yours and everybody else's. <laughs> he didn't wig out why he wasn't subject to the economy. He wasn't subject to famine. And all this mess going around about, oh, they're blowing up food houses, they're blowing up factories, they're blowing, blow them up! My source is in a vine that you can't blow up. Amen. We got to get this. The church is it's time for the church to rise up. I mean, rise up and get some, mm, some Texas mm, in you. It's like. I mean, I was raised a little different, if you can't tell. Born and raised in Texas on a working ranch. Some cattle, mama cows, always fixing fence. Work, 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 work. Sissies didn't make it. <laughs> if you a sissy, you, it's time to rise up and say, you know what? I'm tired of getting direction from people. I'm tired of getting direction from the news. I'm tired of getting direction from any other source but God. And I, today's my day. And you said it while ago. Today and forever, you're going to believe what Jesus believes about you. Now's the time. Now's the hour to stand up, rise up, take your position in Christ, and live like it. And when he says, go here, know you're going to have the resources to go there, or he wouldn't say, go there. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Mm, where are we at? <laughs> Turn to John chapter 15, please. As you're turning to John 15, I want to read this to you. It says, we always... Bear much fruit because we are connected to a vine that can never be subject to drought, pestilence, disease, 
lack or an economy. Is a vine a plant? Yes. Is a vine rooted in soil? Yeah. This vine that we are a branch of, this vine is not subject to drought, is not subject to pestilence, is not subject to an economy, isn't subject to famine, isn't subject to lack. He is the vine, and those things cannot get to him. And that's the vine we are in. So we're going to look at that now in John chapter 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine. <laughs> I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. For every branch in me that does not bear fruit... Wait a minute, hold up. How is a branch in Christ not bear fruit? This is what we're going to look at. You ready? He takes away. So this branch, he takes away. Useless. But yet this branch is in him. Interesting. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Here we go. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. It means know your role. We have to stop trying to be the vine. You are not your source. We are a branch. We are not the vine. And you see Christians running, chasing their tail, working three, four jobs, trying to self-provide. When he says, hold up, time out. I'm the vine. You're the branch. Quit running around. Jesus says, know your role. <laughs> and he says, let me do mine. I'm the vine. You're the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. That's what a number or a verse two branch looks like. A verse two branch, how can a branch be in him and not produce? Well, this branch is choosing to be a self provider. This branch is saying, Well, I got this, I can do this, I don't need assistance, I'm smart. I know where to invest. I know what to do. Thank you for your opinion, Mr. Vine, but I'm the branch who knows. Because this word abide means this, to stay in relation or expectancy. To stay in expectancy. To dwell and to endure. Like, man, I've, I've tried this faith thing and it doesn't work. I'm just going to do my own thing. You didn't endure. Now you're a verse 2 vine. He says you must abide in me. And this word abide means to expect. You must expect the vine to do what the vine said it's going to do. That's called believing what Jesus believes about you. And, and this fruit 
that we are to produce, the fruit is the visible expression of the character and purpose of the tree. You will produce the fruit tree you're made to be. Jesus said you will know them by their... Hmm. Don't you want to be known by a good fruit? A fruit that represents him? A fruit that looks like health and healing all the days of your life? A fruit that looks like above and not beneath? A fruit that looks like redeemed from the pit of hell? That's our production. Why? That's what's inside of us. Amen. Romans, I like Romans 5.17. Let's look at this together. Romans 5.17. If you don't know it, welcome to Romans 5.17. For by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. That would be Adam in the garden when he messed up. Much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will do what? Will struggle in life? Will, will limp through life? It says, will reign in life through the vine, through the one Jesus Christ. We are, Jesus believes that we can reign in this life. Like, wait, I thought... He, I thought we seen, Lord, you reign. He does reign. And that's why you can reign on this earth. Because he believes we can. According to this, we are to reign in life. Not subject to life. Not subject to anything contrary to the word of God. And I've got some testimonies, and we have some testimonies in our life. Um, one is after our first child, we, um, we were told by this awesome doctor that we would have, never have any more children because of some complications. She said, no, thank you. And now we've got four more. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the doctor says doctor didn't create mama God created mama and if God created mama God can help mama reproduce more babies amen God created you and I, yes? So whatever the doctor says about us, thank you for your opinion, but I'm going to believe what Jesus believes about me. And Jesus believes that by his stripes I was healed. So if, I, if, if that's what Jesus believes about me, then Mr. Doctor, thank you. I'm, from this day forward, I'm going to walk in believing what Jesus believes and I am already healed. We, we have to get this. Well, you don't understand. I've got a photo that says different. I know we got one of those photos yesterday, too. Huh, Levi? But that photo is not going to remain, is it? That photo is going to change. Yeah. He's my second. Broke his collarbone yesterday. Like, separated like this. We got a, we got, I got a photo. 
But I also got another photo. I've got a photo from God that says your bones are made strong. Those bones are listening and responding to the word of God right now. And if dry bones can live, if dry bones can come to life and reform another army, a broken bone can be restored and made new right here, right now. Because I got an image. I got a picture that supersedes any x-ray. I believe what Jesus believes about him. Go to John 17. Let's see how Jesus prayed. John 17. Powerful, powerful prayer. Take it personal. Don't just read it like, well, that's good. That's pretty. I, mm, that's so powerful. Mm. Take it personal. Because he's praying it over you and I. And if you remember what Jesus said, I only say what my Father says, then this must be a prayer of the Father. And Jesus is putting words to it. And look here in verse 20. Jesus, the Word of God says, neither pray I for these alone. What does that mean? He just finished praying for His disciples. Now, He's praying for us as the believers that are going to respond to the salvation message through them. So now Jesus says, where am I at? Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory, look at this, this is... The word of God praying for you and me and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and has loved them as you loved me. Why would he pray this so we could be a fruit producing tree that the world knows there's something different about you. He's not praying this. We're one with God. Thank the Lord we are. But he says that the world may know. We're called to be who we are. We're created to be who we are so that the world can see something. And when these days are approaching now and the end is drawing nigh, Now's the time to let your, tr- your fruit tree blossom. Not run and agree with the world. Oh, did you hear what they said yesterday on the news? <gasps> what they say? <laughs> I'm, listen, you've got to stop. I can't tell you what to do. I recommend. <laughs> I strongly recommend. Your source of information and your outcome in life not be determined by what you hear on a little box from the voice of the world. It, we're rising up. 
and say, you know, I, I didn't hear that. But you know what I did hear? I heard John 17, verse 20, that the Word of God prayed for me. And Jesus didn't have any prayer failures. And I know what Jesus said about me is true. That's what I heard. And I believe what Jesus believes about me. Let's look at Ephesians uh, chapter 2 up on the screen, please. Ephesians 2, verse 8, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus in that vine, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That's what Jesus believes about us. A life of goodness. It's already been laid out and planned ahead. How do we participate? Right here. We start believing what he believes about us. Amen? Amen. So let's believe what Jesus believes about us so that the world will know so that the world will know we are in union with an awesome loving merciful god thanks for joining us for the message today i trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life you know the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation to receive eternal life you know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208 314 also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.